0: Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS exam training courses and members academy. The Members' Academy is a membership site where you can get everything you need for IELTS all in one place. All of the courses have been personally designed and created by me and I've put my 27 years of IELTS experience into them so you don't have to waste any more time looking around for materials. If you do my course, you'll go through a step-by-step process which takes you through everything you need to know with lots of tips and practice and worksheets and videos along the way. And you also get access to me anytime you have a question. There's a private Facebook group and I help individuals with different problems. So do come and check out the Members Academy. And today's reading is specifically designed for a course that I'm building about different reading skills. Now, if you go to my website, there already is a free reading course that you can do, and it takes you through a whole paper um, from start to finish. So it takes you through a variety of different reading types. The new course that I'm working on is going to take individual types of questions and look at each one more closely. It'll also look at the different structures of the readings. And this one is taken from a part or passage one. Now, normally a passage one is factual. It's just facts and Usually there's some kind of history or story, like, for example, the history of silk or of tea or somebody famous, an inventor, for example. This one is slightly different. Um, it's called Doctoring Sales and it's all about pharmaceutical companies. And tomorrow is National Pharmacist Day. So I thought this one would be a good one to choose. Do let me know if you're a pharmacist and if any of this rings true for you. Um, as I said, it's not a typical historical uh, chronological um story, but it is facts, although there's something controversial within it. Uh, The questions we're looking at are divided into two sets and they're both your favourites. The first seven is matching paragraphs. There are seven paragraphs here and they don't give you any examples. So you've got seven paragraphs and ten headings. The second set, yes, no, not given. So let me just give you a brief overview of this text. Always look at the subtitle. It says pharmaceuticals is, that's interesting, isn't it? It's plural, but it's the whole, like, um, the whole business of pharmaceuticals, is one of the most profitable industries in North America. But do the drug industry's sales and marketing strategies go too far? So, there's a question there in the um, subtitle, and it tells us two very important things, that pharmaceuticals or drugs, medicines, make a lot of money in North America. But can we criticise or question or examine the way that they sell these drugs? Are they too um, unethical, basically? The first paragraph focuses on a personal story, as it often does. So this is a woman called Kim Schaffer, and she represents a global pharmaceutical company. She walks in to uh, doctors, and the doctor said, um, well, what, what are you going to offer me then? Um, basically because he's he got a holiday to Florida the last time a, a, a representative or a rep, they call it, came in. So that sets the tone. It tells us that, you know, these doctors do receive a lot of, um, well, gifts, I suppose. The next paragraph says what was on offer was a pair of tickets for a New York musical, But there are other things, even a budget that could buy lunches and dinners for a small country. Um, Even $200 as long as the physician, synonym for doctor, um, gives the patients the drugs that the rep is trying to sell. So, paragraph C questions this. Uh it says it's a daily exercise in ethical judgment. Um these salespeople like this lady Kim walk the line between um basically just buying somebody's time and actually bribing doctors to prescribe drugs. Uh the industry is highly criticized. Um but it questions whether maybe doctors are also to blame um for accepting um the gifts. Um and or is it the industry that's to blame? So there's a whole question mark in the paragraph C. Then it goes on to talk about um some benefits actually um, of these sales representatives. Um they do provide much needed information and education to physicians. Um they're often the primary sources of drug education for healthcare givers. So there are some positives indeed. There's a kind of balancing there. And what else? Um, yes, it, it, they help busy doctors who need quick information. So there's a positive kind of in the middle as there often is. But then there's always a but. Paragraph E, the sales doesn't just stop at the office. It says, you know, you get these flashy brochures, um, meetings in warm and sunny places, promotional gadgets. For example, they say patients often see doctors write with pens, which have the drug's name, um, and millions of dollars spent on coffee mugs, shirts, umbrellas, golf balls. Um, And a comment from one doctor that says... um, it doesn't change the way he prescribes medicine. He says he's not influenced by what they give him. Paragraph F um, says that, well, what's the effect of this? The effect is that it's a very effective way of getting doctors and patients to become loyal to a product. And because they hand out billions of dollars worth of samples... Um, and an university has done some research on this and the doctors do tend to prescribe um, drugs which they've been given as samples. Finally, G says the bottom line, bottom line, sorry, um pharmaceutical companies invest more in marketing than they do in research and developments. And the conclusion is who pays? Well, the patients pay in the form of skyrocketing prescription prices. So there's a kind of criticism at the end, Um, but it balances it again. It says in the end, the fact remains, pharmaceutical companies have every right to make a profit and they will continue to do so. Um, but it gives a recommendation. Um, it's not clear, Not it, it is clear companies must continue to be heavily scrutinized. So we still need to question exactly what's happening when these sales are taking place. So, I went into some detail uh, about that because we're doing list of headings. And in order for you to get the list of headings, to understand them, because you're not reading them, then I feel I have to give more detail. But this is ready to go on my website. It will be there tomorrow. So, list of headings. Um, number one says, not all doctors are persuaded. So we mentioned somewhere in there a doctor who said he was not influenced. So you quickly need to go back and find where that is. Um, Number two says choosing the best offers. Number three, who is responsible for the increase in promotions? Well, quickly go back to that paragraph where they were questioning. Are doctors to blame for accepting them or is it the drug company? So quickly rush back to that. 4 fighting the drug companies well no mention of that 5 an example of what doctors expect from from drug companies well we had this right at the start you know where the doctor said well what are you going to give me number 6 gifts include financial incentives Of course money has been mentioned, you've got financial incentives so quickly go back and find a number anywhere where there's a dollar sign um, and see that it matches this incentive, this idea that they give money to the doctors for the doctors to prescribe the medicine. Seven, research shows that promotion works. Well, we mentioned research by one university. So quickly go and find that capital letter. It's University of Washington. You can find that really quickly then. Um, Eight, the high costs of research. Um, Okay, well, it did mention that they spend more on marketing than research but it doesn't mention the high costs of research nine the positive side of drugs promotion well remember halfway we saw a kind of balance that it did actually educate the doctors in some ways And then 10, who really pays for doctors' free gifts? And that, of course, would come at the end, who pays for all of these pens? Basically, the patient paying for their prescription charges. So you can see from quite a detailed reading there that that you can really quickly match these headings. Um, So shall I go through those again just really, really quickly? Okay. so paragraph A was 5, an example of what doctors expect from drug companies. Um, And this is where the doctor said, What do you have? The last rep offered me a trip to Florida. What do you have? So that is A and it's 5 or V. Paragraph B is VI or six gifts include financial incentives because we're still on this question mark of what are these gifts. And the financial incentive said freedom to give a physician $200 to prescribe a new product. She also has a $1,000 honoraria, don't know what that is, um, in exchange for doctor's attendance at her company's next educational lecture. Okay. Paragraph C is where we questioned how how wrong, right or wrong this was. So that gives us three. Who is responsible for the increase in promotions? Um, and so there we've got the it says the chicken or egg question. Um are doctors to blame for the escalating extravagance? Or is it the industry's responsibility? So there is the question. Uh, mark in C. Paragraph D, if you remember this was the middle paragraph where it talked about the positives. They provide much needed information and education. So that gives us nine, the positive side of drugs promotion. Paragraph E um, talks about, you know, the pens and the logo things and the coffee mugs and shirts. And then the doctor's quote at the end says, I tend to think I'm not influenced by what they give me. So that one then is not all doctors are persuaded. Paragraph F says, um, it, this is where we had the research Um, The University of Washington investigated how drug sample availability affected physicians. And so we've got the uh, heading, research shows that promotion works. In the text it says the conclusion was that the availability of samples led them to dispense and prescribe drugs. It led them, so it worked, it was effective. And the last one, G, as we've mentioned before, is this kind of thoughtful finish, who really pays? And it tells us the patients are the ones who pay. And that gives us the number of heading 10, who really pays for doctors' free gifts? So, of course, there are synonyms there. I haven't gone into synonyms in too much detail. You can get that on my website. I just wanted to show you how sometimes a very good initial reading of the text will find you the answers very quickly. So, when you look at the questions, the list of headings, that question comes before the text So it's a kind of trigger for you. If I were you, if you see anything list of headings, then realise that you do have to know the text quite well before you can match anything. So it should encourage you then to read the text quite in some detail and that will help you really quickly save time when you're matching your headings. Moving on now to the yes, no, not given. And here, I think in part one, at least, you will see that you can probably guess now that you've read the story in some detail. So question number eight, and I'd like you to think what this might be. Question eight says, sales representatives like Kim Schaffer work to a very limited budget. Well, did it sound like her budget was limited? No. I mean, if you want um, the exact words, it says that she's got a budget that could buy lunches and dinners for a small country. So her budget is not limited. The answer is no. Question nine. Kim Schaffer's marketing technique may be open To criticism on moral grounds. What do you think? Well, of course, this is paragraph B now because they go in order. So in 8, the answer was no. That was paragraph A. In 9 is paragraph B. The answer, of course, is yes. Her technique can be open to criticism. And it comes up again in C. Um, It's a daily exercise in ethical judgment. Sorry, I do apologise. It is in paragraph C and then eight was in paragraph B. It doesn't matter, don't worry about that. But it just goes in order. So yes, you can criticise her. Um, That's mentioned in the first line. Now we go to paragraph D. And the question 10 says the information provided by drug companies is of little use to doctors. What do you guess? Is it of a lot of use or little use? Well, we've already said now at least twice that actually it provides much needed information and education to physicians. So it is useful. So, question 10 is no or false. Going on to the next paragraph, paragraph E and the question 11 is evidence of drug promotion is clearly visible in the health care environment. Well, what do you think? Of course, it's clearly visible. And E says, Rarely do patients watch a doctor write with a pen that isn't emblazoned with a drug's name. So that's the doctor's using the pen, or a nurse use a tablet which has a pharmaceutical company's logo. So there's the nurse, that's the healthcare environment. So the answer is yes, evidence of drug promotion is clearly visible. Finally, twelve, what do you think we've had two noes and two yeses. number twelve. The drug companies may give free drug samples to patients without doctors' prescriptions. What do you think? Well, you probably think no, that can't possibly be true, but you need evidence in the text, and there is no evidence because this one is not mentioned. It's not given. Finally, question 13. It is legitimate for drug companies to make money. Well, tricky maybe because of the vocabulary. It is legitimate. Try and think about words that you know. Legal, for example, means it's okay for drug companies to make money. Um, well, of course it is. The answer is yes, of course it is. But you need to find evidence. And the evidence is in the final paragraph, G. Pharmaceutical companies have every right to make a profit. They have every right. It means it's fine. Of course they do. They're a business. They have every right. So it is legitimate to make, for drug companies to make money. And that's in the last paragraph. So in some ways this was a very neat reading, I think. Just two sets of questions. List of headings was pretty straightforward. And then the yes, no, not given came in almost perfect order with one question for each paragraph. And that is really what you should expect in a part one, passage one. It is slightly easier, so do Adjust your expectations for part one. Um, If you think the answer's maybe too easy, it's not. You're probably right. Um, And yes, you can guess some of the yes, no questions. You're probably right, but always double, double check to find the evidence. Okay, so do let me know if you're having any problems with any aspects of the reading. It'll really help me build my course. And the more problems that I know you're having, then the more I can uh, integrate that. Of course, I do teach IELTS every day. I can see what problems my students are having. um, But if you've got any questions, I'd be really happy to try and help. You can get in touch with me on my website. That's IELTSETC.com. But I'm on Instagram, on Twitter and on Facebook as well. And Pinterest, if you have Pinterest, everything is i e l t s IELTSETC. So I look forward to hearing from you. Do let me know if you've got any questions. Thanks for listening and for working so hard. Sorry, it's not very interesting. have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.